Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. We're back. I got Danny with me. Yo. I got someone new. I think I'm going to introduce him later, though, so he has to pipe down. He also has someone old, <laughs> that right. someone borrowed, He's and, someone someone blue. Yeah, and someone blue. <laughs> it's it's going to be got a Grover perf- in the house. Grover's here with us today. It's going to be blue. a perfect day. No, I have good my... Good boys and girls. <laughs> I have my really, really good friend, Levi Sim. Uh, I've known Levi for, I don't know, like, I would say 20 years. That's what it feels like. Yeah, 20 years. That's what and it seems d- like. He's a photographer out of Idaho, but he's lived in Utah. He's lived in Oregon. And pretty much anytime I have any questions regarding photography, lighting, color, Lightroom, (laughs) any software, I call him. And his usual answer when I ask him a question is, have you read my article on (laughs) that answers the question that I had? It's that's happened easily eight out of the last 10 times. So we got (laughs) Levi. Hi, Levi. Hi, Carlos. Thanks for having me. He's uh, he's here for a few days from Idaho, so I thought, hey, let's record a podcast. So up in the studio with Danny. So today, what I want to talk about, guys, so we're both in creative fields. and There's three of us. There's three of us. <laughs> Not both. No, I'm sorry. The, all three <laughs> he, of us. He didn't say we were in grammatical <laughs> or mathematical fields. <laughs> Good morning, boys and girls. Today, we're learning about the number three. I've lost control already. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. We're a minute and I'll 45. Give it, I'll minutes. give it back. No, no worries. Levi's nickname is The Derailer. The Derailer. <laughs> I think that is actually, isn't it? What time is it? Eight. <laughs> yeah, I got up at four so this morning as, to drive here. So we've, uh, we've spent a few minutes here setting up, and it really got me thinking on... Uh, it got me thinking on a couple of things. One is I love doing these podcasts because I just like to talk. And even though it's a lot of the times it goes nowhere, I just like to talk. But as I'm watching Danny configure and adjust and test, like he's really digging it, right? That's oh yeah. No, you he's can like totally tell we the didn't even press record. It. Yeah. And then seeing Levi to, so earlier today, Levi had a photo shoot in my photo studio. So watching Levi interact with his client and trying to get the best out of him to make a good picture, I thought, you know what? That is just so awesome that we have these things that we do that not only we love, but that uh, even though uh, they can be challenging and there's hurdles and sometimes things don't go perfectly, but we just love, love to do. And then I thought back on my own experience a couple days ago in making a video, and, and I'll chat about this the difficulty in a little bit more. So I thought all three of us have this major creative outlet. And as we're going through this process, we started talking about old jobs, first jobs that we had. <laughs> Levi said he's had about 150 jobs. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> he's uh, worked in geology. He's worked in uh, birthing calves. <laughs> He's known as that's known as animal husbandry. That's right. <laughs> that is known as yeah, animal. Yeah. And uh, Danny has also had a few different jobs. So what I want to talk about for the first few <laughs> minutes is like what were our first jobs, and what were our worst jobs? Mm. Because I think the uh, well, depending on what your goal, at least mine uh, at the moment is, hey, let's try to really, um. 
capitalize and get some traction on this content creation thing. And Levi has been a full-time photographer for a while, but you know, we, when we, we chat, it's like, I'm going to New York, I'm going to Florida because he has all these commitments to do and he's trying to get his name out there as much as possible. So Danny, let's start, let's start with you because I do know a little bit more about Levi. What's your, what's your first job that I don't know if that you remember that, or that just sticks out in your head? I was about five years old and um, <laughs> on the fishing one, of, boat? one of my neighbors would have me come hang out with him and no, I'm just that I shouldn't even <laughs> sit on his lap. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sorry, Levi. It's, she's not going to be able to listen. I'm no, sorry. This is G-rated. Hoping, hoping my seven-year-old could tune into That's the right. show. She no, we'll behave. She should avoid that. That should. Yeah. Anyway. Ugh. Okay. But put a continuous real. beep over Danny's voice. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> and then really, <laughs> um, but for real, uh, my first job was Silver Boy, and <laughs> you guys, the look you just gave was hilarious. It, was that a superhero? So my, so my dad has always had like three jobs that's one of mm-hmm. his things and it's not like he's broke it's not like he has to work three jobs he's 67 he still works full-time he just has to do something and works more than one job right and he collects social security <laughs> it's like dude <laughs> and he has you know, no bills by the way like it's not like he's horribly in debt or something like that he just loves to work and um ever since he was 19 he's worked at two places and one of those is called General Dynamics. Uh, he works oh, for wow. Electric Boat, working on submarines. He's done that forever. At the same time that he got a job there, he also started working at what was called R&R Trucks, Truck Stop, and he was a dishwasher there. General Dynamics and the truck stop. Yes, I know, right? Like, <laughs> but he has That's dynamic. He has literally worked as a dishwasher all his life also. Holy so. Cow. And he's what's called a grinder. So a welder welds and they leave behind slag and pieces Mm -hmm. of metal and things like that. And so a grinder goes through and they smooth the metal. So his day job from, you know, 6 or 7 a.m. until 3 or 4 p.m. is to hold about a 100 pound grinding wheel that's spinning at, you know, 3,500 plus RPM all day and just smooth metal out, which isn't easy. But then additionally, he'll go home at night. He gets home, showers up to go work as a dishwasher until whenever. Now, my parents have been divorced for about 25 years now. And so um, for him, I think it worked out really well because one thing was as working for General Dynamics, he was part of a large strike that they had that went on for a long time Mm. and there were layoffs and stuff. And so he always had this dishwashing to fall back on where he would just ramp up how much dishwashing he did every week typically when he's working full-time and stuff like that he does it like three nights a week and if you think about it that's perfect for a bachelor because what he does is he works at eb and there's food there and things like that you know roach roach or whatever (laughs) but then he'll go in and let's say it's monday night monday night goes to the restaurant um eats dinner for free while he's working gets leftovers to take home tuesday (laughs) night takes the day off has leftovers to eat from a, it's a really nice restaurant that he's worked at for 20 years now. I worked there like sustaining himself. Yeah. And, and so then Wednesday he goes and he works again, meal that night gets leftovers for Thursday, Friday. He works and repeat. Wow. Right. And so, and then on Saturdays he'll work with my uncle 
who's a general contractor, and he'll literally do things like digging ditches. And I'm not like, hey, wow, like moving I mean, lumber, yeah, digging ditches. Ditch digging is an important part of construction and For building, real, though. And so he gets fed there. So he's been living this bachelor life, but he's been just, able to just have, banking all his he's money. Never had to cook a yeah. meal for like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the ultimate, right? Like, um, why would I quit? Right? Yeah. Seriously though. And and um, if I retire, I'll have to cook. And so this <laughs> now forgive the name, but it's a very popular. It's a very popular. Was a very popular restaurant in Connecticut. There's the Mystic Seaport there, and at the seaport there is this nice restaurant called Siemens Inn, and so. It had the biggest dishwasher I have ever seen in my life and possibly one of the best, biggest dishwashers ever. And it, it was a dishwasher that ran on a conveyor belt. Continuously. Yeah. I was about to say a dude or a machine. Wow. Well, both. Because my dad worked <laughs> there. And so he washed the shit out of some dishes. Yeah. But anyway, so like, um, so the dishes, you know, they, they'd put them on these racks that would then go through the conveyor. But with the silverware, they basically just dumped the buckets out into these, you know, perforated right into bins the rack that yeah. they'd go into and uh so it'd come hot off of this machine and somebody had to sort it out into knives knives forks spoons etc right the two types of spoons the two types of forks and they went in these big plastic bins and so when i was 11 that's what i did during the weekends and stuff oh so like literally silver silverware boy. boy yes so i was the silver boy and then i if i had caught up on the silverware like I mean, and the funny thing is, you have to think of me at 11. I didn't break five foot or 100 pounds until I was 15. So at 11 years old, I was probably like four, eight, maybe, you know, and like 70 pounds. And, And so, but I'm just sorting this silverware as fast as I could. And the funny thing was, I really made good money doing it. I was only paid out in tips from the waiters and waitresses because... I would fold the napkins and I would prepare that silverware for like for when people would, you know, the waiters and waitresses then to set the tables, they would just grab that and go, you know, do their thing. But in, if it wasn't me doing it, they would have had to be doing all the silverware because it gives right. them something to do. Yeah. And I remember Thanksgiving Day when I was 11, I worked with my dad and we worked from probably like nine or 10 in the morning until no later than three in the afternoon. And I made like $145. Nice. I know. I The worst I ever did was like seven or eight bucks an hour, which, you know, hey, 25 yeah, years ago, man, was dude. pretty good money. Yeah. That was making free. under five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then at that same restaurant, I ended up playing in a Dixieland jazz band too when I was like 12 or 13. So. Nice. Guitar? No, saxophone. Which yeah. We talked about that. Long in a yeah. And actually, that's, about that do I day. see a saxophone yeah. in here? It's right here. Oh, okay, never mind. He I was going to say close. that is one instrument I do not see, but there you go. <laughs> it's it's. So you, its what did you say? You were five or seven? No, no, as I was silver 11. boy. I was eleven. You were eleven as. Okay, let's change it to silverware boy. No, I, silver boy. I, I kind of like silver because they boy. would like they silver would literally, boy, I, and I expect like, you to introduce them next week. As... They'd go silver boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you like, like puff out your chest? <laughs> basically. Oh heck yeah! Oh, I'd have a cape. <laughs> <laughs> It was a it was a cocktail napkin. That's right. Yeah. Like, like it's got it's got pouches for more napkins and knives over here. And like, did you need a, a salad fork? Here you go. Here's a crab fork. Go, go, <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. Well, that uh, I mean, that probably instilled some 
work ethic in you because that's tough work. You got to keep up with the machine, <laughs> dude. It sounds like your dad lived and breathed work ethic. At, at, at you, you got Absolutely. you got that, yeah. and uh, well, and it's it's good to get that firsthand. Here we go. I'll, I'll I'll rephrase this. It's good to have a job early on when your performance mm-hmm. literally depends on how you're going to get paid. In this case, tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my first real jobs, I was I wasn't necessarily a bar back, but I was sort of in charge of a bar area. Are you not allowed to say you were a bar back because you were like 14 <laughs> like me? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I wasn't in the bar per se. Right. <laughs> but it I needed to make sure the place was clean, tables were cleared off, then make sure the bartender had all their clean glasses and things like that. So maybe I was a barback. I was like, so but, you were a barback. <laughs> but yes, you're right. I was 14, maybe 15. And uh, if I did not do my job well, not only would the bartender yell at me, <laughs> but she wouldn't give me any money. And then I so learned you just quickly. for free. Well, like, yeah, pretty much because I think I was like 585 an hour or something like that. So pretty much. Uh, but if I did a good job and she dug it, she would give me a good person. She would give me a good amount of her tips. Well, not of her tips, but I, I, what I felt was a good amount. So I think that's a really good thing to have that type of job early on where literally it, your performance resulted in how much cash you had. It's it's good to do that. I think a physical job is a good part of that. Too. That's true, too. That as well. Yeah. My well, my very first job was a paper boy. And I've said that a couple times to like people in their twenties, and I get that glazed look, like people <laughs> like they did that. It's because you're old, Carlos. right? I'm not even that old. I, I know we're not. I that worked old. as a paper boy when I was twelve, but so silver boy beat it out by a year. <laughs> I know, but like paper boy is probably the worst paid job on the planet. Well, Definitely. but it's the only one you can have before school. There and, was, and you're a kid, and you're getting up at like four right. in the morning. Yeah, and really, your parents you. are probably helping you. Well, your yours probably aren't because they're at work. Yeah, so there was <laughs> both there my was, mom and dad were already at work. There was two yeah. bad things about being a paper boy. The first one was. I learned how to cheat. <laughs> oh no. I, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And well, cheat aka steal. Stealing papers? No, so we had to collect What's the statute w- of limitations on paper stealing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, general so, statute of limitations is 7 years, isn't it? I mean, I, I think so. I think so. I, yeah. I'm safe here. I'm safe. You you are old, right? I, I am. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm old. Yes. Yeah. Hey, no, now so, now when it's convenient. <laughs> The route that I had taken over, the manager had been delivering papers to that route, but no one had collected in about three months. So when I started, I remember the manager trained me, showed me the route, and I'm like 12, 13. And then he gave me the collection book and he said, here, everyone owes six months or three months, whatever it is, uh, you know, multiple months. He said, some people are going to pay you. Some people aren't. The people that pay you, just give them the receipt turn in the money the people that don't just say okay you'll have to pay from now on guess how many people wanted to pay <laughs> all of them no none of them oh <laughs> which meant that i pocketed the vast majority cuz he gave me that option man see <laughs> oh you told him that none of them wanted to pay well he told me some people might not want to pay you so that's <laughs> fine just tell them <laughs> so i picked it up pretty quickly that 
if someone gave me money, I had the choice to give them the receipt <laughs> and say that they did pay or just say, okay, thank you. And then not give them a receipt. So I chose the latter. And then tell them they had to pay from now on. Well, yeah, then, right. then things came, uh, things went back to normal. So that was a bad thing where it taught me how to take advantage of any opportunities, <laughs> which unfortunately, which did carry on that to another horrible. Well, it, I don't think it is. It's not, I, you know, the company had already written that off. That was a tax. I mean, come on. Them, right? Papers were but 25 then again, cents. But then again, the paper industry is now dead. Yeah. So I mean, because Carlos, I'm uh, pretty sure them early on, I'm pretty you know? sure that one month of the paper was like six fifty. Right. It was three months, $18 a customer. You had, and I had, routes. A, hmm. I had a, wait, wait, let me get some paper. Hang on. Hang I on. think I had, Let's try and carry the one. figure how much he might owe them. Should they choose to pursue this? I want to say there were about 200. An unnamed newspaper. 200 times six for three months. And I want to say there were about 200 papers on my route. Oh, wow. I had a, I had a pretty big route. It was pretty easy because Aurora's a grid. Um, But I did that. So that was the one good. Okay. Yeah, but 1800 bucks for a, for a. 12 year old kids kind yeah of so of I, I i had money that summer it was 1800 bucks well, well not if it was 200 like i did times. turn I legitimately Six. worked like three three, three months paper routes no no no, no. Don't get, bucks i did turn in i did turn in quite a bit but i did choose to not turn in quite a bit <laughs> so it makes me sad in well. my heart <laughs> Hey, but I pushed that lady off the side of the road. I'm not laughing because I condone this behavior, <laughs> by the way, in case my daughter's So that listening. was the one bad thing, which, you know, I, I, I like to say that it showed my enterprising side. Um, I guess. Yeah. Grover now, is sitting here crying a little bit. It's, it's going to uh, be all right. The second bad thing, <laughs> we what happened was that you. it exposed me to a lot of not good things. Yeah. Because Especially I, like, like when people well, no, would answer I mean, the door and you'd hand them their well, newspaper. Well, and you gotta no. understand, he's in Chicago, so it was just like this is right. status quo to start. <laughs> so this is just outside of Chicago as a twelve-year-old. You know. I would deliver paper to apartment, and then I would see people shoot up. Right. I saw there was. You do was, see a lot of weird stuff when you're yeah, out that early in the morning. Like I would find True. very inappropriate magazines just thrown about lawns. I don't know why that was. I don't right. know why that's the thing. Like I would find lots of stuff on the sidewalk that you shouldn't find. And there was, I remember this, like if it was yesterday, there was this one lady who would come to, she was in an apartment. She would come to the door uh, in the sheerest, thinnest, smallest piece of clothing she owned like every day. <laughs> Which is, not, I mean, you don't want your 12-year-old kid, you know, being exposed <sighs> no, to this every day. Really. So those are the two bad things about my... But we'll just gloss over that because we're guys and women can't be exposers. And you, anyway. You guys True. had a lot more interesting first jobs than perhaps... I mean, like, like my first employment would have been, like, mowing lawns. No, I didn't. My <laughs> Babysitting. I was forced to mow lawns a lot. for free. Yeah. My mom's old friends. Ugh. Right. Right. No, I, I did a lot of that as well. Uh, my first fedora came from one of those, so it wasn't quite free. I did get a stack of hats out of the deal eventually. So were you, like how someone were you? felt bad uh, for you and they just gave you one of their collection? Well, like he was cleaning one? out his closet and he's like, hey, I thought you might be interested in these. And I, I was. Oh, look, I was how old are you? Those. 
when I got the hats? Yeah. Like 16. I like wrote his lawn when I was like 16. a little kid wants a fedora. fedora. time right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted a fedora when I was 16. Yeah, but I still wear I had a fedora <laughs> full time right now. So, so Danny, I'm only not wearing it today because it doesn't fit with the headphones. So Which, Danny, why side do note hate here. on fedoras though? I really Who, think me? they look good. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. So Danny, media the, when we talk about, and I'm going to side note, uh, I'm going to uh, switch direction for a tad, just a tad. When we we'll talk get about to your first job eventually, Levi. <laughs> when we talk about branding and how people can identify you by what your brand is, Levi has done a super duper great job of branding himself, and his two, three trademarks are his fedora. <laughs> yep. Wears a fedora all the time. His logo has him wearing a fedora. And he wears a name tag. Which has which, my logo on it. Ironically, he's not wearing at the moment because he lost like, it. The kid knocked it like, off the other day. He wears a name tag everywhere he goes. Hmm. And a button-up shirt with a bow tie. Hmm. Every single... like Okay, he's casual Levi at the moment. but I did drive eight hours in the car. He did drive. Year, so. But 99.9% .9 of every time Levi and I have interacted... Bowtie, fedora, name tag. And he's just done a really, really good job of uh, branding himself in that way. And I mean, bowtie, I mean, bowtie, fedora, name tag, how could that not just say friendly and approachable? That's pretty much, yeah, that's it. So the level of jobs that he's gotten just off of that is pretty amazing. Like he got approached, uh, he may have approached some guy at some expo which he wasn't even going to this expo and it turned into a job in China. <laughs> That's he true. Got, he got hired to go to China <laughs> and take pictures of important Chinese people, which was, he was at a, he was at a photography expo wander. You, you went to another one, didn't you? Or this dude, no, came, this dude wandered into ours. Yeah. This dude came in, met Levi. My friend Vanelli like, hey. made fun of him. Uh, <laughs> but you and nice i healed him yeah yeah he was approachable and what do you know Le you know a month later levi is on a plane to china so yeah, anyway all expenses paid yeah that was just the side that's... like I, I, but how much he can did just how much off. did the people who had made fun of him get out of that i'm just wondering. did they <laughs> i'll ask him tomorrow he, he's up here receive? too <laughs> okay back on back on track here so the you had um you had chores for your first jobs Oh yeah, definitely. Like, well, like I well, and I had chores. Like I had to I had to clean the toilet. So what I was your uh, like, the first garden. real job? So my first paycheck, my first IRS job was washing dishes at a at a pizza and pub mm. restaurant uh, sports grill place, old Chicago as it happens mm. to be called. And uh I was the dish pig in Denver in Colorado Springs. In Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So old Chicago was, pizza in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Uh, I wonder the if Skokie location. Good. It's still there. I was, in, I drove by yesterday or Skokie? last week. The, the, uh, they named each of the locations for a Chicago City area. Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay. so I was okay. at the Skokie location, which is gotcha. in Colorado Springs. And, uh, yeah. Stinky job. Wow, you know so how it is washing dishes. You two have dishwashing experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was there. I got hired. I was there for two weeks and then and then i gave them my two weeks and they were like you're giving us two weeks everyone else just leaves just doesn't show up <laughs> so so you weren't there so long. i was there for a month <laughs> which is funny because i think there's something to be said about that there's two ways i feel about that one is 
Why'd I you give had, up so soon? No. <laughs> you had you had whatever you want to call it. You went in there in person and told them face to face, this isn't working out for me, instead of just ghosting, right? Right. Which right. People are talking about how much they hate in relationships lately, blah, blah, blah. Really? Which yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I so have a flip. The the other part though is I will say I worked in staffing for about two years and there's a part of me that does think that the two week thing might be a bit overrated now. Mm. And the reason I say that is how many companies give their employees two oh, weeks? Oh yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Well, I don't think yeah. that they want you there for two weeks. Yeah, it depends on the it's like it totally depends on the job. Yeah. 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 So my flip story to that, Levi, is the first job when I moved here to Washington State. I worked in this little tiny manufacturing company. It was in the basement of a butcher, but he had somehow managed to fit a bunch of really big and uh, very, very high tech uh, milling and lathe machines. Right. So I was a, I was a machinist. It's amazing how those guys cram stuff. Yeah. And it was just stuff that I was just not, I didn't, I was completely ignorant about no qualifications to be using. (laughs) No, it's like, well, I could run a lathe, I could run a mill, but the, he was making, he was making aerospace components yeah he was making parts (laughs) no absolutely he was making parts for like f-15 airplanes (laughs) like just the type of machining 10 levels above what i knew how to do wow so i were i was about six months in hated it because he six months yeah that's amazing i was uh Towards the, the last three months, all I did was clean and make sure that all the old machines had oil mm, and coolant yeah. in them. And I found another job, told the guy, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks. I have another job. He's like, you don't need two weeks. You're good. We'll we'll pay you, but you don't have to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, he just, That's awesome. Don't mess anything up. I was so like, I zero value. Yeah. Zero value to this place. <laughs> and it, it like it hurt me for about 0.2 seconds. <laughs> and then I thought, sweet, two weeks. Pay I vacay. To, because, yeah, it's like I, for a second there, I thought, should I just go to the other place and say, hey, I can start now? I'm like, heck no. <laughs> I took a two week vacation. Didn't, didn't, uh, he, he, I mean, I wasn't making, it was making 14 bucks an hour. It didn't matter. But, yeah, he he. In that particular case, I did give my two weeks, and he wanted no part of it. He just said, "We are fine, thank you," and sent me on my way. Thank so I was service. that horrible. That's awesome. I was well, that horrible. I have another note about it too, like about my first job. Like that first two weeks was super hard for a like fourteen and a half year old kid. And just if you think about it, like. I don't know if it's still our, I would love if this was an interactive kind of podcast and people can call in, just be like, are there any 14 year olds out there that are working that jobs, jobs like right this now? Yeah, right. Because, oh, right. like the chemicals and like <laughs> stuff that you're exposed to. Well, like, no, yeah, like, are, like that was the hard stuff. Like doing the dishes. The smells. Yeah, the smells. I mean, the smells of a people will dish never pit understand. are unique and amazing and i've only smelled them on the streets of china (laughs) it's the only only place i've smelled those things but and it was all that stuff that that's what was hard was like was like working with this guy who was telling me to do things and i couldn't understand the words coming out of his mouth because (laughs) it well it was like it was like being a 
being a dishwasher was a really good job for him because he could get it done. Yeah, I had to put most of his dishes back through again, but he still did it faster than anybody else. Even twice through, he yeah, was right? still faster. Exactly. Yeah. And, How could you do uh, that wrong? No, just like like he'd stack two plates together or something, oh, so I only see. one of them got clean. But he was just doing it so fast. And so by comparison, I was just a slug, and I felt like I couldn't excel at this job. And then I realized that if I did excel at this job, you would it be still him. Be exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's win-win and lose-lose. So, so those first two weeks were super hard. And like that guy just wouldn't show up to work like half the nights, and, and I'd be doing it. And so they liked me because I showed up at least. <laughs> right. Hey, um, I swear that is 80% of the <laughs> Well, it is. And so, just show up and up. work every day. So after I gave my two weeks, um, the next two weeks got like significantly easier just because now I knew how to do the job. And I, right. I didn't have the experience <laughs> and of you're like, like darn, too bad I put in that two exactly. weeks. Exactly. <laughs> like, like looking back, that's, that's what I learned is like, that first time is a hard thing that you haven't experienced before. And as like, that was my first time experiencing it. You know, I've had that, I've had that experience many times since then, but yeah. that first time I wish, well, somebody probably did, you know, my parents probably said, did say, if you just stick it out for a little while longer, it'll be, get easier. But what you somehow I, I don't want to put that effort in. Well, they're that too. Like, like you just smell so bad at the end of the night. Like <laughs> you, really you really do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, it's, it's all the grease. It gets steamed off and it's yeah. just in the air and it just gets on you. Well, and then, clothes. and then you have to take the mats out. Like they have yep. these, hose uh, them off at the end yeah, of the night. Those and those black things, rubber mats. Exactly. Those black rubber mats and they don't come clean. No. And they and they just yeah, so why foul. do you bother? It's like, why do you bother cleaning them? Right. Cause they're never why clean, clean at them? the end. Yeah. And you, you hose them crap. off and they look yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, and you and get I think, them on the bottom of your shoe. Oh yeah. And it smells and yeah. And your shoes are covered in crud. And and I think they allotted me two aprons per night. <laughs> like I had, a, I had a limit on aprons, and I bet you they counted. <laughs> they, oh yeah, yeah. They had them under lock like, and key. Yeah. Oh, but but Jimbo worked there, and Jimbo was was one of the line Jimbo. cooks. Jimbo, and he was like, he was this tall dude from Texas. He sounded like he was from Texas, and he was straight. He like, like he was. From Texas. He didn't have any contours to his body. <laughs> he would have been a great plumber, you know. Like his his pants were constantly like just a little too low. <laughs> you're like, Jimbo, like, you're standing up. Why are your right. pants not in the right place? Exactly. But he goes, "I'm going to tell you what my what my grandpa told me." It's easier to stay warm than it is to get warm. And he's talking about like staying caught up on the dishes and things. But, but like I, that's first, what I, I learned. Like, what does that, that mean? Job. I know, yeah, I like like if you can just stay caught up, you don't have to get caught up. You know, if you can keep the flow going. Right. I bet he had a bunch of other good things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. I wish I'd stuck around to learn. If you're in, if you're from old school Texas, I am sure that you have oh, a sayings, lot of man. good yeah, sayings. Yeah, like I, I think there's a class in school. <laughs> In no, in no time on saying. what to say as a Texan, <laughs> Texas sayings that's and that's phrases. Right. That's right. I had a. What, what was I going to say? I, this is a podcast. It'd be best if you remembered. Actually. I know. I think I was going to talk about. I'm not, not going to edit that out and post. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. That's okay. Carrie, uh, you t you two go on. Oh, continue. Well, oh. Um, I like literally forgot <laughs> the next two things that I was going to say. Oh, okay. Well, so what was one of your favorite jobs, Danny? Uh, I actually that was like it. as a youth, as a youth, as a youth. Um, 
you know, I, a job, I created a job for myself and nice. I did want to talk about this. So, um, after being at the silver, at, silver at, being boy. at the silver station, being silver boy, I think that should be your DJ name. <laughs> no. Silver boys in the house. <laughs> or incorporate into your logo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I love that sound. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, um, I, this is going to sound funny, but I, I started my own business. I moved to a road called Cardinal Cove Oh, and it was at the Cardinal Cove Marina. I lived at a place there. And so I developed my own business plan and everything. And this was when I was 12. Nice. And so I went around the neighborhood and I said, who wants, who is interested in a weekly newspaper about our cul-de-sac. Yeah. <laughs> and I got, and I said, it's 25 cents an article. An article? Or I'm sorry, 25 cents an issue. Oh, okay. It's weekly. I got eight subscribers. So two bucks a week, right? Nice. And it had four. So I did the survey first, got the interest in it. And then I was like, I better do this. So my grandfather, or was, I was going to say is, but my grandfather was uh, a columnist for our local paper too. Oh, so oh, kind of okay. gave me the idea and I had one of his old typewriters. Nice. So I would hand type nine copies of this <laughs> every week. <laughs> Which I, I, I had probably, typewriters like, myself. My yeah. hourly rate was probably <laughs> like four cents an hour when it was all said and done. Because, all right, so it had it had four parts in it. And I've always been a little bit of a human encyclopedia. <laughs> so what I did was the main article was always called Know Your Neighbor. And every week I interviewed one of the neighbors and I would, you know, ask them where they were from, how long they lived there, what their favorite food was, you know, things like that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and then I would have a section on pets oh. um, and a section on plants. And so it was like a two pager, right? The first page was the article on knowing your neighbor. The second part of it was on that. And I think I actually typed it on college ruled paper too. Cause that was all I had. <laughs> That's all you had in there. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm 12. I got to yeah. use what the schools provide. The return right. doesn't quite line it. You have to adjust every line. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Right. So I think I do. Do you still have a copy like, of this? My mom has every copy. I think she might have missed one issue. Dude, one of she those was one needs, of my subscribers. One of those needs to be framed. Seriously, awesome. yeah. Like she in has here. it in an on, uh, in in like a manila they, folder. It needs to be in a nice frame with a, uh, a no mat, but a big frame with just the p with, with the, the paper floating paper in the glass, floating in the middle. Right. You like need it. to do that because that's, I mean, th that's just so cool. That is so amazing. Yeah, well, in a lot of ways that I like to do though, too, is like, I get to go interview someone right. like that's fun. And uh, the typing wasn't so fun, I guess, but then, you know, just I'm walking around my cul-de-sac delivering and co collected the money myself and everything. And so you did a vlog via, that's right. You did. Yeah. You were writing a blog. Yeah, it was the original was the blog. blog. <laughs> yeah. That's Boom. awesome. And, and you did way more typing practice than you ever would have done in school. You know? I think you should be able to do like, 180 words a minute now yeah. i'm a i'm a fast typer but not because of that actually <laughs> the only computer class i took in college was typing 101 oh, nice. i might have called yeah. it keyboarding 101 right and i learned to type and taking that in conjunction with 
AOL instant messenger <laughs> and Yahoo chat boards Absolutely. really honed my typing skills. Hey, At hey. my fastest, I think I was doing like 110 a minute. It was fast. Wow. I'm not that fast now. I'm probably like 60 something words a minute. There was, I, there I was some time when I had paper. to, you need to get your mom I'll to send you in. find it. Yeah, there was, there was some job where I had to apply with a, a words per minute thing. And, and I kept coming up it. like three words under. Yeah, and it was it was an online application. So I I like I memorized the the thing because I'm really fast when I'm looking at the keyboard, hmm. but I'm slow if I have to not look, look at the back keyboard. And forth yeah, and, yeah. And so I memorized the thing and then typed it as fast as I could when it came up. I got like seventy words a minute that time. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what about your yours, Levi? My best job. Uh, just the one that you dug, you you did had the most fun at like just like fun. yeah, um, like as as a youth, I worked at a chocolate factory store, Ooh. and it was awesome. My my friend Jenny and I, she had this red Jenny. BMW. Yeah, well, <laughs> we made plenty of those jokes. <laughs> It was right about that okay, time. Okay, I'm dumb. I just barely got that right now. <laughs> From Forrest Gump. And uh, <laughs> that's our second Forrest Gump reference today. Trademark Columbia Pictures. No, just, I don't know. <laughs> she had a, a red BMW that we'd drive down to work every day after school, which was sweet because I didn't have a car. And so we both got hired. In fact, she got us hired. She found the job and then <laughs> drove us both to the interviews and we got hired packing... <laughs> chocolate and it was it was great we the the hardest thing was we like pack one eat one pretty much one, yeah one. and they, there was no limit <laughs> like so so i ate plenty of chocolate during that time the the hard thing was that we had to put our fingers in a bucket of ice water while we're right. working so, that so we didn't, didn't mark the, the chocolate, chocolate. yeah oh, so our hands are in ice water that was the only really so it hard really thing was about packed it. by hand though that's kind of interesting yeah, to think kind of weird you know what i mean they're like, out of business now <laughs> But then, uh, and and they only work during the winter because it's too hot during the summer to make the chocolate. And uh, had a lot of fun with that. We had this other. So it's this other the winter. Other it's already cold. Right and now. Exactly. You're now we're in was the basement. In Colorado too? It was in Colorado. Gosh. We're in the basement <laughs> with our hands in ice. It was great. And uh, we had pirate parties. I don't know. We had all sorts of pirate, pirate parties. parties. Yeah, yeah like I don't know. We spoke pirate in pirate accent, accents the whole time. Oh. Because we worked with these other two friends who were also a boy and a girl. And sometimes it got a little catty between Uh Jenny and I can't remember her name. And anyway. Anyway. Accents heal all. I could just say, you know, like if everybody's speaking like a pirate, then everything's going okay. Yeah. (laughs) You can't be be mad at someone who's a pirate. Right. Well, and and then during the summer... Your only um, expression of anger is, and then it's just funnier. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> During the Shoot summer, timbers. I got to work upstairs. It works at the ice cream fountain. At the ice cream upstairs uh, from counter. the chocolate place. From the chocolate place, also yeah, so cold. We, also cold. It was awesome though. <laughs> and so I scooped ice cream. I was a soda jerk. I made ice cream sundaes and ice cream sodas. I had. Did you have the big arm? I had one big arm. Yeah, <laughs> my my right arm is still hmm. markedly larger. My my forearm. From from scooping the ice cream, I swear, Mom, it's from scooping ice cream. And, and we could twirl. We would twirl the How old ice were you cream when scoops. You there? 
14, 15? Like, I was like uh, 17. Oh, okay, 17. Yeah, no, scoop of ice cream. Still there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Late than ever. <laughs> That's <probably>. good. <laughs> we were driving. We were driving BMWs at the time. It was it was like like silver boy dishing out silverware left and right. I was I was flipping my ice cream scoop like a six shooter. It was a lot of fun. I you will know. say that probably helped me. I'm I'm mostly ambidextrous. I'm pretty ambidextrous. Yeah, like you're able to do things. I think it, part yeah. of that is from being silver boy. <laughs> doing with silver boy. Well, doing it one handed is not fast enough. You have to learn to get your hands to work separately from another. Probably you experienced Indeed. it when you were a bar back. It's like, <laughs> waiter, we're missing a napkin. We need a napkin. Where's the napkins? I don't know. Silver boy. Silver boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm jealous, actually. because I folded it like a swan for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the gorilla like they do on the cruise ship? <laughs> I'm jealous because I don't think I've really had a job I've liked. Yeah, no, there, I've had some. I, I was a, shortly after that job, I was a park ranger. Right in Garden of the Gods in Colorado Springs, I did that for five seasons. It was. Amazing. Did you wear a hat, the hat? Oh, I had a big hat. It wasn't like a U.S. I w- it was a cool. It was a good looking hat. Actually, I wore that hat until like two years ago when my wife threw it away. Oh, yeah. I was, I was on purpose uh, by accident. Well, it had had some like motor fuel spilled on it or something. So it's personality. It, it had some odor. It was literally poisoning our <laughs> child. Was like. like my hair is growing back now, but <laughs> <laughs> but for a while, <laughs> the ha- the hair is growing back and the tumors have succeeded. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My eyes aren't crossed anymore. <laughs> no, like I mean, I had jobs that had good. The job that I had from 2005 to 2013 was fun. I had a lot of perks. I yeah. traveled all over the place, went everywhere. Um, you know, South America, Mexico had did just got to do some really cool things, but I don't, can't say that I really liked it. And then the job that I had just before I moved here to Washington State, I probably did like it, but that's because I had a lot of really good friends. Oh, I was mm. going to say, did someone ruin it for you? <laughs> no, it was it was the machining job in Chicago, which was I could do because all we machined was cylinders we didn't do any fabricating so it was pretty it was pretty straightforward but that was a chromic acid place so they took steel bars wow chromed them and then cut them machined them and then shipped them off so does it I, upset you that i have a chromed no bar in front of it's you it's like <laughs> or is it comforting it's like what's the rockwell on this how yeah, hard is right this? how hard is this one yeah. yeah so the when you guys talk about it's smelling so bad for oh, yeah. the dishwashers yeah that chrome i would oh, for man. almost 10 years i came home smelling like chromic acid oh wow which chromic acid leads to bloody nose dry throat coughing <laughs> constipation. if you have any of these we have a class action uh it, lawsuit yeah. dry skin call 1-800 lesions you should you should look into <laughs> getting sponsored by a lawyer about this actually. oh hearing loss uh, what yeah. hearing loss <laughs> Come on, Carlos. I know. I'm so slow today. I'm on low carb, man. <laughs> it's keto brain. As I know, they we, call got, it. we got some bear waiting for us here in a minute. It's like, I got here and I was like, Danny, do you have any food? <laughs> he, he usually the, has some tasty meat that he, he cooked up for. I know. We Sam. cooked a little. We actually made ramen today oh, and it was so good. That was so good, man. 
Um, so no, so that job was fun, but I mean, we were just brutal to each other. I mean, we would, we had, it, I mean, it was like 30 foot ceiling. Cause like a big uh, aircraft hangar type of place. You just dump chromic acid on each <laughs> other. So what do um, you almost, <laughs> almost. So they had, New big guy gets ov- hazing. we had big overhead cranes that would take the steel from one place to another. So huge cranes. <laughs> this just sounds like a horrible so, story already. Like we would. One of the things that we used to do is take people's cl- good clothes because we would go change good clothes and then wrap them in duct tape. So just put them and make a big duct tape ball, put them up on the crane and then just hide it. Like, especially if there was no one using the crane on that side, oh, it would man. take you forever to find it because you would never expect that your clothes are going to be wadded up in a duct 30 ball feet tape. in the air, 30 <laughs> feet in the air on way on the other side of the building. We would do that. Or we what would have take... been the best is if you had put the duct tape facing out so that you could just kind of crane it over and let it hit the wall and then it's just Stick. stuck up there. Right. So we would do that all the time. Or we would take uh, grease. Like that, we had those grease guns yeah. and that used to. I'm to sure grease this is up. some next level grease too. This is yeah, no, yeah it's like right red lithium. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't washing out anytime. So yeah, we would take ever. grease and like fill people's shoes with it. Oh, <laughs> we're both just like. Ugh. Remember how he was, he was just saying that he didn't have any jobs he liked, but there were people he liked. <laughs> <laughs> None of those people are saying that right now. Or like. <laughs> I didn't like anybody at that job. And that guy, Carlos, <laughs> my feet still squish. <laughs> I'm pretty sure quite a few people hated me. Well, no, that, that. but like with my ice, my fingers sitting in ice water, I wasn't thinking to myself, man, this is worth every bite of chocolate. But I was, I was having fun talking in pirate accents. There you go. Like it, it is the people. It's absolutely the people you work yeah. with. So the, probably the, well, actually the, my best buddy from that job. So I don't know. We're going on 20. I think we are actually going on 20 years. You're actually 20 years. Not like you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're still, we're still really good. Like we chat, you know, a few times a month. Like I, we still keep in touch and the, the, I've gone to two really big time fights in the last few years, like Pacquiao versus Marquez four and Canelo versus Khan. I went with him. So even though I was here already, we both we we met in Vegas and we're talking now about meeting up in Vegas for the Canelo Triple G rematch. But Ooh. that's probably you're, you're absolutely right. It's the people that well, it's the person that made it fun because we we did and and actually so what happened was I used to do a lot of the 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 setting up of the machines and making sure that they were running correctly and we were making good product. But then he came on and wanted to learn everything I knew, so I taught him everything. So he would literally do 90% of my job, and then I would just sit around. <laughs> and then we, and then- And we're the best of friends. <laughs> right. and, and then, then I we got, got two to the pay, point- Two weeks paid vacation. <laughs> we got to the point where I convinced the shop foreman to make him my setup person. So he would then set up and then both of us would just go up to the break room for the rest of the night and everyone else would run the machine. So I, it, it, it worked out. It worked out really well. And yeah. then the other job that I had from 05 to 13. And that 13, business no longer exists. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait, Actually, wait, wait, wait. Before you move on from that, when I was, I, um, I lived in Taiwan for two years and my first day in Taiwan, I met this guy on the street. He was... He was cutting a, a big P 
piece of bar stock with a grinding wheel like outside his garage. Right. And it's not like it's like apartments with garages at the bottom. Okay. And they're all covered in like bathroom tiles. <laughs> the whole building yeah. is covered in bathroom tiles. So it's like it's nothing like what you it's think to when there's the a guy off that way. Right. No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um so this guy's sitting out there and he's not like I can't explain how different it is from a guy in his neighborhood in America doing this kind of thing. <laughs> like he's wearing he's wearing flip-flops and he's like his Shorts. saw is sitting on the ground. So like his cutoff saw and the sparks are basically flying onto him. No safety gear. No. Anyway, I'm trying to talk to this guy and he's he's showing me the bar stock he's cutting and then he takes me into this little tiny garage and there's a lathe there and he's he's turned some things that are circles. And then, and then he pulls back a blanket laying on the ground and there's a whole bunch of sets of stuff that he's made. And then, and I'm like, what, what is this stuff? And, and then he, he hands me this box and it's full of, of small package boxes. So I pull out one of the package boxes and it says Amco breaks. On the thing. Oh, wow. So oh, this guy, this guy is sitting there turning parts <laughs> for for Amco in his garage. <laughs> Amco's brake supplier. Double A. Exactly. Like, so I, yeah, you know, like, I have to buy brakes. Mr. I will not Chen. buy Amco brakes. <laughs> well, that and his neighbor's not. probably doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. And then they all send him to the guy and he boxes them up and yeah. sends them to America. I, I think another reason that I really dug that, well, the, that I have fond memories of the job, that it was, well, you were saying physical. Like, I had to pick up these bars. Mm. Some of Sometimes they weighed... Five, five pounds sometimes they weighed 50 pounds i had to pick them up put them in the machine then take them out flip them over mm-hmm. put them back in and then put them back on a rack i had to do that and then there was a possibility that you could get killed right if you did something wrong you was a possibility every day of you crashing a machine and causing tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage which yeah, i only yeah. did a couple <laughs> times or when you had to fabricate something on the manual machine you know uh, did, did I forget to take my ring off? Did is my hair too long? Am I gonna you know get caught up in in a in a spindle? Uh, and every job that I've had since then, it's well. yeah, no. Like if you're doing a bad like a job that you don't like, but it's a physical job, There's it's a lot easier to stay the there. Days yeah. go by quicker. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if like if you hate working in the call center, <laughs> those days are so long. Yeah. Well, or even around even the worst production manufacturing day you can still you create something and say okay and you know what we'll give it a go tomorrow but you just have a boring dull day in an office yeah and it's really hard to step back and say i didn't really do well i was gonna mention like the job that i liked the least and it's funny because it's just like you're saying it's not that it was a bad job it paid well and it was doing something very similar to what I was doing before. I was, so I worked as an accountant at a CPA office right after college for three years. Well, for two years. And then after two years, this home builder recruited me, but at the CPA's office, I went and got my boss lunch every day. And like, we'd go to the post office, we'd go to the bank. There were things where you weren't necessarily sitting in front of the the computer right, all day right but also it was very challenging but in a good way we were doing i was doing everything a cpa would do mm. and 
you know, they sent me to like the H&R Block tax school, which sounds funny, but it's actually a really legit tax school. And I sat for the enrolled agent exam, which is um, you can represent people in tax court. Agent exam? Enrolled agent. Oh, (laughs) secret Asian man. Is that what you were? Um, And I actually had a chance to be a CPA too. And I didn't take it. And that's one of, I don't regret a lot of things. I, I hardly regret anything. And I definitely have taken my own path in life, but I do, I don't regret not doing it, but I wish I had taken that opportunity at the time because she was just like, yeah, you've been working here for two years. So you basically have your hours. I just had to take like one more accounting course in <sighs> school. Yeah. Huh. And I would have, I know I would have passed the exam. And to be like a full-blown CPA. CPA. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And she would have signed off on the hours, which normally takes like two years, but I had worked at a CPA's office and she didn't care about it. She was like, I'll sign off. I don't care. You know, she was a cool old lady. Um, and, you know, I liked that so much. And then I went to this this home builder and built and uh, did accounting for them. And I even got like a fancy title. I was junior financial director and I had one person working under me where it was like I was doing AP and they were doing AR and 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 then and but I was kind of overseeing AR also. But I literally would start out with a stack of papers on the left hand of side of my desk. And my job felt like it was just moving that stack to the yeah. right side of the desk and just, it was data entry. Yeah. Right. And the people I worked with were okay, actually, even though it was, I, I think it was like 22 at the time and it was the most professional corporate environment I had ever worked in. So I was kind of like, Ooh, whoa. it feels you like fancy, right? Well, yeah. yeah. That's so funny that you said that because going from a shop, you know, this, uh, this hydraulic cylinder production place to having to work in a, an office it's like where i can't tell someone to go you know (laughs) you know where like you you can't say the things that you normally say (laughs) like in a shop yeah yeah like in a shop that's a that's a tough transition to do Mm -hmm. uh because i experienced that like i would i I never swore like i don't swear but tell off color jokes definitely or use (laughs) other colorful languages that don't uh that aren't really swearing where i work now we have the office and it's right next to the warehouse and it's weird when you walk from one part of the building to the other how the (laughs) dynamic changes so drastically it's like in the warehouse you're still back in the 70s and and, it is not and they are saying things back there that that you can't say on the other side. No. But they're in the warehouse, so nobody ever says anything about it. Yeah, there's it's 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 two different societies basically. Yeah, definitely. But I think I like the warehouse society better. <laughs> I don't, I don't well, it's like there's nothing wrong with that, man. No, there's no, absolutely. And I I miss these things quite a lot. So I've I've been a full-time photographer for 8 years eight years i think it's eight years and so we don't know only you know yeah by the way carlos might know us like we have the answer i think it's eight years and um i don't think i've ever known you to have a not photography job no you've never known well, well your stint getting, at cabela's my stint at cabela's this is what i'm getting to so um so like i'm my co-worker right and if anybody comes in to see me i have to treat them really nicely because i'm hoping they're going to give me money right <laughs> like that that's that's and how i like to give money to people that treat me nice exactly that's right? for sure and that so, lady should have given me money to push her off of the road but but at the same time I like it's easy for me like i i my default is being nice to people and 
and right. things. So I like it. So it fits me well. But um, but there's lots of things when you run when you when you are your own business. You know, like everything I have in my bank account is because I did something, and everything I don't have in my bank account is because I didn't do something. Right. <laughs> and and Amen. that weighs heavily on me Amen. all the time. Yeah. Like that, that is always so. What you're right saying here. is, you wish you had taken those guys up on that offer for that short 10 minute video. It, no, we it, did. We're gonna. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's got this coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I need a drone, though. No, but I might, what? I might wish I'd taken the guy up on the offer to be a photographer for a company. Like showing up and getting paid is so easy yeah like it it's really nice to have a paycheck so last fall i worked for a couple of months at cabela's in boise and i sold shoes and i loved it i've always wanted to sell boots like sell hiking boots and i finally got my chance and i was really good at it (laughs) why did you leave well because it pays ten dollars an hour. That's like you that's should have the done reason. What I did, I worked at Nordstrom selling shoes for eight years. See, I've and thought about I actually that. love the job. Honestly. Yeah. Well, and they they work on commission, and it's all commission. Yeah. Whereas at Cabela's, it's just ten bucks an hour, no matter what. Actually, you can get you can get one dollar more if you sell like if somebody signs up for the credit card. Then you get one dollar per Wonderful. credit card. Yes. One dollar per credit <laughs> per card credit applicant card. per credit card applicant. Yeah. Um, see, that but, would be me filling out applications. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Pedro it was Hernandez like, Jr. <laughs> Pedro Hernandez the third. All it was credit card. It was like taking a <laughs> yeah, ten-hour no. break every day to go there and work. Cause right. Because all I had to do was work more. for somebody else. I didn't have to worry about my clients. You're like, as long as I'm here in physical presence, I'm, I'm getting, getting paid. paid. Yeah. No matter what happens. And I get to talk to people about boots, which I enjoy doing. <laughs> and I right. get to I get to like interact with people, which I enjoy doing. And I and my boots and people. And my money isn't predicated upon how well I do either of those things. Yeah. But I wish it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. I do them really well. And and so I should work at Nordstrom it was instead similar. of Cabela's. It was similar in Nordstrom. I mean, yeah. I was Except successful you got paid more. there. Yeah. Definitely. And it's you know, I was successful there and there's certain things that um happen there as a result like you get moved up the schedule the better mm-hmm. salesperson you are so i was at the top of the schedule but then i also um speaking of opening credit cards i was the top opener i right. worked at the downtown seattle store too. oh yeah so that's and i was the, the top store. credit yeah. card opener wow and i left in july of about three years ago 2015 and it was funny because i had opened so many cards that even at the end of that year, nobody had opened more cards than me. <laughs> and it was only halfway through the year. <laughs> and I left halfway yeah. through the year. So well, you, and it's, it's not that hard. You're the reason a bunch of people yeah. are in debt. And I, well, I will say this about <laughs> the Nordstrom card, though. Um, it is, and I'm not saying this, I don't work there. I'm not affiliated or anything like that at any longer. But it's not a typical store card like you would see. It, their lowest interest rate is something like 10.9% or something. Yeah. It's not, they're not gouging you. And you can do a debit card where it's not even a credit mm, card and you right. still get the same benefits, exactly wow. the same benefits as if you had the card. Well, and, so. and I have the Cabela's card in my wallet. It's my primary card. So I like get a yeah. lot of use out of it so guys we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about first job we're trying to wrap this up Carlos. We're, yeah we're tangenting now oh wait no we've got we've got to go eat yeah we, we do. do 
so we've talked so I, I sort of started this by talking about how we all have very creative outlets and that uh we still have other things we still <laughs> what? Just, oh yeah that is what we still we were talking no there is a there That's is what he a was talking about i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah well i mean if we this show went on for another hour the actual tie-in would be is you have to do those jobs that you don't dig in order to fund what your passions yeah. are yeah. And and I guess that's sort of the, the real the takeaway here is that you're going to have jobs you don't like. There's going to be many reasons why you don't like them. There's going to be some that you're okay. But if you do have a creative side, you you have to have those jobs anyway because it, it's going to fund what what you're really going to do. And then depending on what goals are, and that's individual for everyone, is moving over and actually saying, okay, I'm done with the crappy jobs. I'm done with the smelly chromic acid place i'm gonna go do this uh full time so next podcast probably we'll talk a little bit more about that but it was really nice it was really cool to hear perspectives i mean you two have a dish, uh, early dishwashing something like that in common <laughs> silver boy that is that's that's really interesting that's really interesting to me and then actually levi could talk for like another six hours on those strange <laughs> jobs that he's had um, but I thank you all for sharing. I didn't do the best job of wrapping all this up and tying it all together, but I think the listeners will definitely like to get it. I, Even though I want to interject something here, actually. Sure. One of the things that I like about where society is going right now is people are letting their jobs be less of their identity. And I right. think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Right. And people are judging other people less based on what they do. And true. So, it, my word of advice on that and, and in what we've discussed, like between the three of us, we're all creative people and we've done a lot of jobs. Some that sure. we like, some that we haven't. And we're all three totally different people, but there's some similarities in the jobs that we've right. worked. And, and the similarity that we're both, the creativity part is so important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's, I mean, my word of advice to people out there is don't, feel like you are defined by your job Mm -hmm. and don't feel like you have to defend yourself either some people you know are afraid to say what they do and i'm like i worked at norsham for eight years but you know what i'm doing okay sure (laughs) and it's it's because if you work hard and and have pride and do your job right there's nothing ever to be ashamed of for that right like my dad has washed dishes a majority, a vast, vast, vast majority. Let's just say all Go, of his life, really. All of your life. All of my life. Yeah. And it's like, but here he is. He just bought a house cash in <laughs> Connecticut <laughs> last month. That's not a joke. Like, yeah. he yeah. literally did that, you know? And now he's going to have to start cooking. This is a guy who's been a dishwasher. And people that maybe are at the restaurant might not even know this, you know? Right. But it's like, the, in no way does that define who he is. He actually loves to build rock walls. He's really creative, but he it's even his creative outlet is very physical and demanding. Right. Very labor intensive. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I would never let it define you. Probably my takeaway here is that even though we're none of us, neither of us are old, I'm the oldest here and I'm not old. We did uh, grow up in a time where we did have those very interesting first jobs. I was a paper boy, you know what you guys did. But I don't. I wouldn't change that at all because those few experiences that I had, even though I may have picked up some poor habits, <laughs> they've definitely paid off. 
in one way or another and either me not getting ripped off or just me uh being cr- being creative <laughs> being creative in how i and how i look at things and th- that's what i sort of think is missing now from from younger people it's like they don't know what it's like to have those weird first jobs even i mean i i don't mm-hmm. even think delivering papers is weird it's like someone brought papers to me at four in the morning i would well on the weekends i would wrap them up put a, band, a rubber band around them and away i go and threw them at people's houses i'm not blaming that on younger people though i think that's partially because mm-hmm. our generation isn't providing cool jobs well no like yeah like people. and automation has taken away well jobs and, and, and my kids like have to work hard to get into college and they need to focus on their schoolwork. Yeah, I think that may be a mistake, you know? Oh, mm. definitely. Like I did well, anyway, just that's... fine in school. I, I graduated with like almost a 4.0 mm-hmm. GPA in high school and I had a job every day after school for three years. Yeah. I I think you can do both and become a, a better prepared person. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's not necessarily the kid's fault. Yeah. Well, true opportunity and the whole I wish that they thing. I wish they had those opportunities yeah. nowadays because it's like I like who I am as a person and I may have I may wish that certain things had happened differently growing up or whatever mm-hmm. you know for whatever reasons but that being said that shaped who I am Absolutely. and it was that very unique combination of circumstances and it's unfortunate that those many opportunities are not out there nowadays. I don't think it's young people's fault. Mm -hmm. I think there's different focuses and I applaud them for wanting to, you know, uh, just in the same way, not letting what they do for work define who they are. I think that they're probably more creative than most people are too. Let's just say that to people out there that are late teens, early twenties, if you come across an opportunity where you just like, I'm not going to do that. That's the, dumb thing just think about it a little bit more yeah because even though it sounds completely dumb and it may be a waste of your time you never know there may be some aspect to it that you will be a uh, that you'll just dig and it'll say you know what maybe if i do this for a little bit i'll be able to turn it into x y or z well so not like, everything is super crazy yeah like, so having said that <laughs> wait a minute no because last year uh you know the the young women at church go to girls camp every summer Right, and I volunteered there, and um, I was I was the only one allowed to do dishes. <laughs> it, it's a it's one great eternal round, brethren. That's right. <laughs> it was your turn. Well, everyone, thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. Where can coming. we where can uh, where can we reach you at Silverboy on Instagram <laughs> Uh, you can find me here in the studio uh, on Instagram. I believe it's DJ Malo Picks, and uh, you know, just and who are you me. looking for? What type of uh, contact would you like? People who want to do things like this and record. just don't want to, yeah, just want to record podcasts. I don't have to talk on every podcast that I record. <laughs> you know, I love I talking. I actually to you, love to just sit in the background yeah. and not have to talk. Originally, but movie dials. I'm, I'm forced to here. We we sort of thought, you know what, I'm going to do these podcasts and bring people in. But the first conversation, I was like, you know what, Danny, let's just do it, you and I. And <laughs> I I think that uh, the conversation is great. So yeah, definitely reach out to Danny if you're interested in any sort of uh, sound engineering, recording. He's great, very professional, timely. A focus on vocals 
and acoustic he's instruments. Very in uh, detailed, very thorough. Wants to make sure he gets the best sound out of whoever he records. Uh, so definitely reach out to him. Levi, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at photo Levi, L-E-V-I. What's I'm your on, focus? What's your target? Um, portraits of people and, and people in their businesses. And especially if your business has anything to do with the outdoors. Excellent. Yes. And do you, are there any publications that you write for? Oh yes. I also write for photofocus.com. It's a pretty big website. It's a pretty big website. We're going on, uh, this is our 20th Can they sponsor year. this? It's photofocus. Good luck. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, Carlos, can like, they? I don't know. Yeah, you, can listen to, you can listen to me on the Photo Focus podcast as well. Excellent. So send me a link and we'll link to that in the show notes. Photofocus.com. <laughs> Excellent. So me, Carlos Zamora, Carlos Zamora, Carlos-Zamora.com. I'm doing a lot more just overall media creation, not necessarily just photos, but a lot of video. And uh, let me know if you're interested in a lot of a, drone video. Lot of drone. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look out for that ocean. You know, <laughs> so I saw it plummet into the Pacific and I looked over at my wife and she was just laughing. <laughs> oh. and so was I, I. I didn't comment when I saw it on Facebook because I was laughing too hard <laughs> but because then I, I thought, called it. But then I thought, you know, do I do laughing emoji or sad emoji? <laughs> It's like I looked at her and I was like, emoji. I was like, I looked at her and then I thought, you know what? You're laughing now, but you're buying me another one. (laughs) (laughs) So laugh away. Well, anyway, so I've been doing a lot more of that. All the way to the bank. Right. So carlos-zamora.com, Carlos Zamora Photography on Instagram and Facebook. We're all three creative dudes that can help you out in pretty much any way you need get some good content for you and your business thank you for listening this was not very long so i'm super happy comparatively about that. comparatively <laughs> it was great conversation thank you levi for coming my pleasure thank you for having me and we're out